welcome. You've got mail. Hey there, folks. It is time for another tech stream. Thank you for downloading. If you subscribe to this podcast, it comes right to you. If you didn't, you had to go find it. Well, there's many ways you could have found it. You could have found it through Shelly's newsletter. You could have found it because we both tweet about it. You could find it just because you were searching for something tech. In that case, boy, you need to upgrade your search modules. I'm Seth Everett. <laughs> he is the CEO of the Palmer Group, Shelly Palmer. Shelly, good afternoon. How are you? Yeah, I'm doing great. How about you? We're good. Uh, we're good. You know, it was so funny. We, we did, you know, so much from CES. Mm-hmm. And CES was such a big deal for you and your, your group. Uh, you put together this uh, fantastic presentation. You did all kinds of client stuff. You, you were just all over CES. And what we did was we tackled issue after issue after issue after issue. And it's almost like, wait a minute, CES is supposed to be fun. It was and fun. I, I thought, well, but I thought that what we could do today is we could talk about what is so much fun, and that is television. You know, you and I are both avid TV watchers, but not couch potatoes. We don't just sit around and flip to, to the Real Housewives or some garbage on HGTV. I, I, I shouldn't I shouldn't I shouldn't say that HGTV puts on nice programming. It's yes, okay. they do. Very Sorry, lovely. Zaslav. Yeah, Seth yeah they're very nice people there. They, they, they do great work. Um, those two guys, though, they look alike. Um, the the the. Before we get into what we're watching, mm-hmm. what are some of the new things that we're watching on? And all I could say is, I think I have great televisions already. I have no yeah. intention of replacing my televisions unless they break. Would you well, say otherwise? No, I wouldn't actually. Uh, the only thing I would say is that if you are a real user of video, and you want a premium experience. And we're going to talk about some shows that are available in 4K. And importantly, your TV viewing uh, desires include sets over 65 inches. Then 4K makes a lot of sense because the high dynamic range HDR and wide color gamut of 4K sets now, because almost all 4K sets feature both high dynamic range and wide color gamut. Ultra HD is what they call it. Um, if you're streaming on Netflix or any of those streaming services, Disney Plus, Apple Plus, they all offer 4K HDR programming that is stunning. If you are just a cable consumer, you don't need anything more than HD. There are a few 4K offerings, but not many. And if your television set is below 65 inches in size, 4K is really not important. I mean, you'll right, it'll because, be a- because HD is fine, like a, a normal so, HD stream. Well, Maybe yes. I'm not using the term right, but well, it's like- all about it's just about the pixel density, right? So you have uh, in an HD set, you have 1920 dots the long way, and you have 1080 dots the short way. And so, if just think about the size of the dots and where you're sitting. So if you've got a set that's 42 inches or 50 inches or 55 inches or 60 inches, there are probably enough dots, and you can't see them. So it all looks like continuous tone. When you get up over 65 inches, 75 inches, like the big sets, 80 inches, 85 inches. Now, there might be a reason where if you were sitting a little close, you could see the dots. That's four times the pixel density. So it's like, okay, 4K makes sense. If you're getting into a wall size, you know, 12 feet diagonal, 
then 8K starts to make sense. But if you're just a normal person in a normal sized set and you're only using cable, yeah, you don't need a new set. But if you want to experience the very, very best uh, picture quality that you can get, well, that's going to be a 4K HDR set somewhere in the over 65 inch range is going to do it. What was new at CS this year, they have a thing called QD OLED for quantum dot OLED. Now quantum dots came out a couple of years ago. Samsung brought it out. Sony had a version. Uh, actually, no, Sony was using Samsung's. Samsung's quantum dot technology. What's interesting is if you look at your regular TV set and there's some text on a black background, you know what that has it always has like a little halo around it, just a, a slight little white halo. Mm -hmm. The quantum dots get rid of that because of the, the size and the spacing on the quantum dots. They're able to just get rid of all of that glare. So the blacks are blacker, the whites are wider. And when you use a regular high dynamic range white color gamut signal into a quantum dot set, you really get something that looks spectacular. That's the, their Neo LED and their micro LEDs are all out now. Samsung has them. Um, LG has a version of that. Sony has a version. I'm pretty much everybody making TV sets has a version of it. What they came out with this year, a thing called Quantum Dot OLED, which has a blue layer of self-emitting, um, uh, like the blue self-emitting layers, the back layer, then the quantum dots sit above it. This just the the look of it, Seth, is insane. So they're not out in the wild. They don't have um, pricing yet, but we'll see them this year. Uh, the Neo LEDs from the micro LEDs from Samsung are incredible. Now, look, the other thing that everybody needs to know is that don't buy more TV than you need. And if you're buying a smart TV, understand that if it's not the very newest smart TV, then you might as well get like a Roku or a Fire Stick or some other external Apple TV box because the, the set, an older set may not have any of the smart stuff you want, but the monitor is going to be fine. So if you got a, a 2K set, an HD set, you throw up an HD fire stick in it for $24. And all of a sudden you got a smart TV to put an Apple TV on it for whatever they're charging now. And just, I've said know, all done. along, I don't understand the attraction of smart TVs and smart TVs in my early experience. And we're talking a few years ago, Apple TV is just better than all of them. No. So look to give everybody a fair shake, Samsung and LG this year at CES showed their smart TVs off and the newest versions are amazing. Like for example, LG has, they're live now, which is co-viewing. Samsung has what they call co-watching. Um, there's the, uh, uh, LG has Million Home Dance. It's dance classes. They've got, both companies have NVIDIA GeForce Now, which is the cloud-based mm -hmm. uh, video gaming. Uh, LG's got some computer, fitness. Yeah. Samsung's got their fitness. Um, I think this year, only LG, but I'm sure Samsung will follow suit, has a deal with independent. They're doing telehealth directly through the TV. So yeah, the smart TVs are getting better. The difference is- But, but I'm saying I have Samsung, not smart TV, or I have some Samsung smart TVs, but they're, I don't use that part of it. I, that's right. I, I just connect don't. my Apple TV to it and that's they're right. brilliant. And it works perfectly. And that's my whole point. A monitor, an HD monitor is an HD monitor. The one thing that was at CES this year that made me a little sad uh, was the- introduction of HDMI 2.1a and our listeners, I just want to give everybody a heads up. So HDMI cables can be really cheap or crazy expensive. You know, you get a, you buy a new set and the dealer says to you, yeah, you want this new HDMI blah, blah, blah cable for 70 bucks because it is a, you know, it's one cable to rule them all. So the HDMI peeps came out with this new cable uh, standard called HDMI 2.1a, and I've never been more outraged. It's so confusing. It's, uh, you know, you, it offers things like up to 10K resolution. Well, no one has that, so stop it. 120 
uh, hertz refresh rates. Yeah, some people have that, especially video gamers. So that's a good thing to have. But some sets have 240 uh, hertz re re refresh. So like, mm. then they have like tone mapping and, and uh, oh, they had like all these features. And yeah, what eyes don't need that. Uh, well, here's the thing. When my clients started asking me about it, they misunderstood. And I just want everyone to understand this. Cables do not give capabilities to monitors. The monitor has to have the capability for the right. cable to give you access to the capability. Right. So when someone sells you a $70 cable and they tell you there's source-based tone mapping built into it, and you don't know what that is, and it's not on the spec sheet for your TV set, uh, buying the cable point. is not going to give your set the capability to do to do source-based tone mapping, really right? Yeah. So, and I, it's just very confusing. And I, I think it's disingenuous of the HMI association standards guys, whatever their association is called. And I'll, if I remembered what it was, I would yell at them. I mean, look, it's an obscure group of engineers that just try to press the envelope forward. But what happens is the cable manufacturers abuse this. So there's like HDMI 2.1, there's 2.0, there's 2.1A now. And those cables can be widely different. You figure, well, look, 2.1A must be better than 2.1, which must be better than 2.0. Maybe not for you. Your right. set may be completely fine, by the right. way, with a good old-fashioned HDMI cable that doesn't have any numbers after it and costs $9 on Amazon Basic. Right. That or, could be the cable Or came with your television. Or exactly. So just, just read the fine print. I hate to say it, but this, what a scam. And if they're not making enough money on the TV, they're really going to make enough money on a cable. There's a lot of margin in there. So forewarned is forearmed. Read the fine all, print. All I'm, saying, all I'm saying, and I'm not trying to poo-poo any of this, and I'm not anti- any of these companies for coming out with new and new and new and new. But uh, over the weekend, here, here's an example. Being in SAG-AFTRA in the mm -hmm. union, uh, we vote on the SAG Awards. Yeah. Now they send us a digital app that you get off of Apple TV or download to your phone, whatever, whatever it is, mm -hmm. and you have access to all the nominated movies, most of which are on streaming services already. But yeah. that's not that's neither here nor there. There's a couple of movies that are in the theaters only that we now have access to. Mm -hmm. And the other day, uh, we tried to watch Licorice Pizza. Well, we tried. We finished. We, we watched Licorice Pizza on a on a non 4K device on a beautiful TV that maybe 65 inches. I don't know. But we mm -hmm. had popcorn and a fireplace going and it was absolute perfection. Yes, of course. There is nothing that CES can present that will impede that, that will enhance that. that oh, no. That that's, that's performance not true. can't no. get better. Oh, yes, it can. And it does, and it is. But the, the, here's the thing, and I want everyone... Because I don't want to, a no, bigger no. TV. Hold on. Everyone needs to listen closely to this. You are right and you are wrong. Where you're right is that in a vacuum, if you look at your 2K set with a very high-quality stream, you're going to have a wonderful experience. And if you've got either Dolby 5.1, uh, if you've got a 5.1 uh, you know, home theater system, yep. the, you're, the, you're going to truly Sonos enjoy speakers. it. Yeah, oh, yeah, you're going to truly enjoy it. If you were to A-B those systems, which is impossible in the real world, and this is what happens when you go to a TV store, you're looking at you know three sets next to one another, good, better, best. Yeah. And you can see the difference. And the money is like 800 1600 4500 and you are so look at this $4,500 second I really see why that is when you get them if you buy the cheap one and you get it home you'll think you bought the expensive one of course the you only will. way you're ever going to know is if you put them next to each other in your living room which you will never do because you're not buying three sets and returning two so you buy what you can afford I'm a big TV person meaning that because 
I went to NYU film school and they used to sit us in the second row of any movie because we needed to be consumed by the 25 foot diagonal screen. <laughs> I have always liked to sit really close to the screen and sort of immerse myself in movies. It's just a weird thing from college. They drilled us, they drilled it into us uh, back then. And I just, I'm, one of those people who likes to sit up close. Also, as my eyes get worse, it's more fun to see, you know, things that way. See, but I, oh, but a lot of people go the other way, right? I, I, it's like your personal preference. You need you need to get the, the right size set for and your... it needs to be on your eye line. Do not put a television over a fireplace. Yeah, that's another... It's a big I, story, yeah. We, you, you don't give yeah. financial advice. I'm giving you real life advice. Do not yeah. put your television over a fireplace. Yeah, the sit's bad for it in your neck. Will, you're going to pay oh, for it with your neck. Worst. I've but gone to people's a, houses. They've invited me to, you know, watch football games. Yeah. And I'm thinking to myself, come to my house. I, we, we do it right here. Yeah, the, the TV set should be a comfortable viewing angle. That's absolutely correct. But I, I really feel like it's all personal preference. You know, I grew up in a music store or working. My dad owned music stores. And of course, child labor laws didn't exist back then as far as my dad was concerned. They, he just made enslaved me and made me work in the music store, you know, whenever I was conscious. Um, Move uh, there's a... Yeah. And I used to tune guitars and dust them. That was it. Like I had like a hundred guitars in there. And my job was to go tune all the guitars. And uh, there was something, it was an easy way to make my, my allowance. Anyway, the, the most interesting day of my young career, uh, I, I was, I probably could not have been 10 years old yet. And a guy comes in and you remember when in the old days you used to have audio speakers and you press a button and it changed speakers and you press like you would come in with your demo, oh, yes. your yeah. demo audio, whether it was, I guess yeah. back then it would have been a, a, a probably a cassette tape is what people were using be. back then. Yep. And so they put a cassette in a demo cassette and it would have some classical and some rock and some whatever. Some people would bring their own. And my father in the store had this array. There were about maybe 20, 30 different pairs of speakers that were there. And you press a button and you listen to one and then you press another. A, B, test the speakers, right? This guy comes in and he start, he has his own cassette tape. And as I remember, I don't remember. Yeah, it was a cassette and it had his own music. And he's, an hour, Seth, going back and forth between two speakers. And what was hysterical is they had two, the model numbers were like one, two, three, A, I'm sorry, one, two, three, W and one, two, three, B. And one, two, three, W was for the walnut case. And one, two, three, B was for the black case. Well, he had no idea. They were the same exact speaker. They were triamped uh, three-way speakers, you know, a, a, a tweeter, a mid-range and a woofer in a case. And they were, you know, audio speakers back in the day, right? When people used to buy real speakers and you have to put an amplifier high, on. Four feet high. Yep. Yeah, yeah, that kind of thing. You know, a few hundred dollars in 19, let's see, what would have been 1960, $68, $1968, right? So anyway, hour goes by, maybe longer. And he finally makes his decision. And my dad had this really interesting sales technique. He just let them stay there as long as he want, they wanted and said nothing. And when they asked his opinion, he goes, what do you like? What's, what's your preference? How do, you, how do you hear them? This guy walks up to the counter and says, I'll take one, two, three, double you, please. And my dad asked him, wow, that's amazing. That's wonderful. They're great speakers. What, what made you choose them? Wait for it. These are the same speakers. He says, well, the one, two, three W's sound like the orchestra at Carnegie Hall. And the one, two, three B's sound like the mezzanine at Lincoln Center. I prefer to sit at the orchestra in Carnegie Hall. So I'll take the one, two, three W's, please. Same exact speaker. So it is all personal preference. And that has happened more than once in my, uh, that was the first time I'd ever seen it. I got used to it after a while. People are the world's foremost experts on what they like. And what goes for audio goes for video. You watch a set, Seth, if you are happy, 
Let no one tell you you are not, not Samsung, not Sony, not LG, not Vizio, nobody. If you're happy, be happy. But what I'm saying is that if you are really looking for the most premium experience, a quantum dot set in 4K and watching a little Netflix in 4K is going to blow your mind. And if you can afford it, put together a really nice Dolby 5.1 system. And if your room is big enough, splurge and go for 7.1 or 7.2. 7.1 is just seven speakers. Uh, 5.1 is five speakers. The 0.1 and the 0.2 is one subwoofer or two subwoofers. So it depends on the size of the room. And the one last thing I'll tell you is while you're setting up the audio, which will make your video sound better, make sure you match the audio quality to the video quality. If you have a little 42-inch set, do not be getting yourself a 7.1 system that because the audio will so overwhelm the video, you will feel like it's mismatched. On the other hand, if you have a lower resolution set, like a 2K set, an HD set, that's call it, you know, 55 or 60 inches, and you want this thing to blow your mind, go get a Dolby 5.1 system. Please resist sound bars. They, they do serve a purpose, but it's a compromised purpose compared to setting up uh, a, uh, I'd rather have a wireless speak, uh, 5.1 system than a wired sound bar. And of course, I'd much rather have a wired 5.1 system than a wireless one. That's my preference in order. Always wire everything you can in the speaker world, if you can. Always, always. Always. And and if you can't, it's still preferable to a soundbar, which is going to be processing audio in a weird way and always cause you to not match the audio. And what I think a lot of people don't understand is that audio saves a lot of, ba- great audio saves a lot of bad pictures. Great pictures do not save bad audio ever, ever. So- Forewarned is forearmed. That's the whole CS story. All right. All right. Um, so nonetheless, now we have super televisions and we know what we're watching. Yep. And uh, it's still streaming services. I mean, everything that's really high quality is on these streaming services. There are yes. only a shows on a, a handful of shows on network television that are even worth paying attention to. And yes, I continue to watch Family Guy. I'll be loyal forever. And I want to see how This Is Us ends. I'm very curious for them, but I think that, oh, and Superman and Lois is great. Uh, that show on the CW. Other than mm-hmm. that, I couldn't, gun to my head, you, I couldn't tell you what's on CBS. I couldn't tell you what's on ABC. I don't know. Uh, and I'm not trying to be biased. I'm not interested in any of that stuff. What are you watching? Is it all streaming services? Uh, I watch a lot of TikTok. <laughs> and I do. I, it's almost completely replaced my. But you don't watch that on a 4K TV. I, I know. I watch it on a Retina display iPhone and or a Samsung uh, Galaxy device, depending on which one I'm holding in my hand. And it's a very different behavior throwing in some wireless earbuds and getting into bed and instead of turning on the flat screen. Well, the AirPods watching... with spatial audio for TikTok are brilliant. Yeah, I mean it's a They're good brilliant. experience. Those and, the, those AirPods are phenomenal. And I've got a I've got an iPhone uh, 13 Pro Max. So if you hold it, it's big. So it's a 6.5 inch or so, 6.7 or 6.5 inch screen. I forget which. And you wanted to go for the Max for the size, or yeah, or, yeah, yeah, only because I'm looking eyes. at the 13 Pro, but I think the regular, not the the. So that that's personal preference. I just don't like um, having to make the text big and then like having nothing to having a lot of scrolling to do. So I, I make God. the text a little bit bigger because of my um, nearsightedness it has turned into like some weird astigmatism or something. So it's like, I have to, 
it's just harder. So I use a bigger screen. Right. It's just harder Age to get. Age before beauty. What can I say? No, I, I like crispy, <laughs> crispy, crispy type. I like my fonts crispy. I like, so I, it, the bigger screen helps. But anyway, right. at the end of the day, you watch a big screen that you're holding in your hand, you know, 13 inches from the last, 10 inches from your eyes. It's about the same field of view as if you're 12 feet away and you're looking at a 50 or 55 inch TV set. I mean, it's about the same. So very different behavior. What I'm watching streaming, I'm watching uh, all the Star Wars, the canonic Boba stuff. Fett's working for you? Man Mando, Boba Fett, did all that. Boba Fett, I'm, I'm, the first episode I was maybe now I'm like, Ooh, this is amazing. So I'm really psyched about it. They've done a, a are we much doing better... spoilers yet? No, I'm not going to do any spoilers. They've just done a great job. Cause episode five is really weird. I loved it. No, no, it was great, but it was not what you expected. Not, not in the slightest. Yeah. There's no Boba yeah. Fett. That's, That's spoiler. not spoilers. You don't, it, 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 he's not in episode five. How about that? Okay, but it's amazing. So I was really happy. It also helped me understand the timeline a little better, mm -hmm. which I was kind well, of Well, because they with. have so many flashbacks, it's confusing. Well, yeah, that's true. But I was also even trying to understand, you know, how long after Empire Strikes Back does this happen? You know, or how after is Return it, or, of the Jedi, or, or is it, you know, or I'm sorry, yeah. after Return of the Jedi, sure. does this happen? And, and, and what, like, who's who exactly and where right. did where are they and like what's the republic really doing and what's like i right. was trying to figure out a it's lot like five of five years after jedi but the, the the new republic hasn't really started right and empire's so, over but you know it's not yeah exactly and so and all the other thing is when i was watching bad batch which i watched oh, out of sequence i loved it so i'd oh. never i'd never watched any of uh the previous cartoon star wars Oh, so you never saw Clone Wars? Or no, I, I had never oh. done Rebels. I'd never done Clone Rebels Wars. Rebels is so, so good. Also, well, I'm, I'm about halfway through Clone Wars now, which they're awesome. It's so good. So <laughs> the storylines are great. And I'm like, okay, I guess I can watch, you know, basically the, animated animated Star Wars. and The and get final Wars season set. of Clone Wars, I'm just yeah. giving you a teaser, takes place simultaneously with episode three. Oh, really? So episode episode three is happening during the final season oh, of that's, the, oh my okay, god it's, okay now and, I have and what no Clone love. Wars has done is made the prequels better because you didn't love the prequels when they came out you bashed <laughs> that, that, them when social media was invented mm -hmm. and and now it's you run to see episodes two and three again Clone Wars because when they announced when Disney Plus launched and they announced a final season of Clone Wars I said. I've seen the final season of Clone Wars. It's called episode three. Right. Like, I know how that ends. Right. You don't know how that ends. And so, uh, yeah. if I can tease, I am working on getting uh, D. Bradley Baker, who is the voice of all the clones in Clone Wars. Right. And, mm -hmm. and Bad Batch. Yeah. He is the voice of everyone. It and I'm working on clones. getting him on my Hall of Justice podcast. He, uh, That'd be cool. Because he's the eagle in... Peacemaker. Oh, I didn't know that. That's cool. Yeah. So he's the voice of an eagle. Yeah. It's 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 pre pretty uh, nifty. All you right. Know, so I've, I've Star argued, Wars, Star Wars is hitting a home run with everything. I mean, yeah, what they're doing I, now. All cylinders. I'm. I don't know if I'm. The, I don't know where I am with Star Trek Discovery. I've watched yeah, all of it. Um, I watched the first season of Picard. The next one's coming out in a couple of weeks. I'm 
I, I will do it because I will, but I don't, I'm not, I don't have Were you a big next generation person. I watched next generation every episode because at the time it was what we did with our kids. Okay. Um, it was like a thing. Okay. But I don't know that, that I'm as big of a fan of uh, next generation, uh, next generation as I'm of, you know, uh, TOS. I mean, the original series is still my thing. And I like the move the the new movies better than the old movies. The ones with uh, Chris Pine and the Chris Pine. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Those are great. Yeah. I like those. Um, Benedict I, Cumberbatch, who yeah, Pat look, Sajak didn't know. Did you see that? Yeah. That's oh, funny. my God. That's funny. Pat that Sajak, who I love. I can tell you a great Pat Sajak story. But uh, Pat Sajak, who's a really good dude, uh, didn't know who Benedict Cumberbatch was. And they did like a play on words on the Wheel of Fortune. So the phrase was eggs Benedict Cumberbatch. And he understood the eggs Benedict part, but he didn't understand why Cumberbatch was. And the, the contestant had to explain <laughs> that he's like an, an acclaimed actor. I was tremendous. Yeah, I saw the meme about that. I didn't see the episode, obviously, but yeah, I yeah. see the meme. Yeah. Well, so anyway, yeah, what else am I watching? I, I, I've been watching a lot of uh, British television. Mm -hmm. There's a thing called All Creatures Great and Small, which is on PBS. Okay. It's streamed. It's a story about a veterinarian who is an animal, a large animal veterinarian in the highlands of uh, Scotland. It's a story about a veterinarian uh, named James Harriet, who is a farm veterinarian in the highlands of, of Scotland. And it's almost got like a Ted Lasso feel good vibe to it. It's oh, no, cool. I mean, they're, they're not compatible in the way they're shot or, or even the storylines, but it's just a, a, an all ensemble creatures. cast, all, all creatures, great and small. There are some, there was a, a very, very long TV series on the BBC, I think it was BBC, and there's a couple of movies it's because this guy James Harriet wrote a series of books. It's a they're memoirs or novelized or fictionalized memoirs. But anyway, um, I really liked it, and so we've been watching a lot of that kind of stuff. You know, these just series on, well, you know, everything from morning show to uh, to what, what's television? Man, television is is episodic streaming. Yeah. Bingeable where, you, bingeable where you can. Yep. Uh, I'm into season four of Ozark. That yep. came back. That was immediately left right off. Uh, disappointed with season four of Cobra Kai. Ooh. Um, I, I've, lo I've loved the first three. I haven't loved season four. Season four just seems a little cliche. One thing I'm looking forward to when this podcast comes out, I believe today or tomorrow uh, of the day of, if you're listening to this on the day it's released, uh, Hulu's miniseries, Pam and Tommy, mm -hmm. about Pamela Anderson and Tommy Lee and the yep. sex tape with Seth Rogen. Holy yes. majoli. And Sebastian Stan, who is the Winter Soldier. Uh, oh my God, it looks great. Um, and I'm going to give a shout out to Superman and Lois. Um, it, it They're spending more money on it. And mm -hmm. The acting is phenomenal. And here's what I'll say about Superman. It's very hard to write a Superman story that hasn't either A, been done, or B, is hokey because he's so stinking powerful. Yeah. What yeah. Superman and Lois has done in two seasons. The first season was great. This is now three episodes into season two. What they've done is they've made a compelling arc with a great actor for a character that's been around since 1938. 
that is a really hard task. Oh, and yeah. I hold Superman events to very high standards. I did not like Man of Steel, but this is really good. Superman and Lois, it's called. It's on the CW. I watch it on Hulu the next day. Um, and then it goes to HBO Max when the season ends. So if you want to binge the first season, it's on HBO Max. And it's 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 brilliant. It really is well done. And the woman, Bitsy Tulloch, who plays Lois Lane, it's like she was drawn out of a goddamn comic book. She looks more Lois Lane than Margot Kidder. It's unbelievable. That's awesome. Look, the other thing I consumed on the day it came out was Witcher. I mean, just, yeah, just c- couldn't, yeah. couldn't stop. Um, oh, I saw a movie over the weekend that my wife and I actually could sit in the same room and watch together, which is fairly unusual. The Tender Bar. Yeah, that's Have on you- our list. I think that's, uh, yeah, you, you know, with the weather being so bad, I think that's, uh, that's on our list. It's, You'll it's enjoy on it. Amazon Prime. You'll enjoy it. It was it was an absolute surprise. You know, it's not deep. It's not hard to watch. It's not there's nothing about it that's going to like stretch your brain. It's just a wonderful story, wonderfully told with a amazing cast, amazing cast. Yeah, yeah. So, ben Affleck's be in that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Christopher Lloyd. So it's a good the, cast. The um, and then I'll wrap up my last recommendation is Peacemaker. Uh, yeah, Peacemaker. I had no expectations on because it's based on a character that was created by James Gunn uh, for the movie, the suicide squad, which mm-hmm. I thought sucked. Oh, terrifying. And it didn't care for it, it at all. It just, it wasn't good, but John Cena's in uh, the suicide squad as peacemaker. And it's funny. Oh, it's, all right. Well, it, see, now I've got something to do this weekend. That's that yeah. I did not, I didn't think I was going to do that now. That's- so over the pandemic, when the lockdown started, Mm-hmm. James Gunn wrote all eight episodes of Peacemaker. This was not a plan. This was not this was not on the radar. He goes to Warner Brothers and he says, I have this thing. Let me do it. Let me talk to John Cena. And if he'll do it, we'll do it. They did it. And it is as funny as Deadpool. Wow. It's historical. Wow. John Cena, who I'd never seen before in an acting role. I, I, I mean, I knew who he was. I'd never seen him. I never had a reason to see him. Uh, John Cena's funny. Danielle Brooks yeah. uh, from Orange is the New Black. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. She steals the goddamn show. Amazing. She, she was amazing in Orange is the New Black. Yes. Uh, she had that arc at the end when her, you know, her love interest died. And oh, my God, like she Danielle Brooks is an incredible actor. She owns John Cena like she owns him. Well, that's great. And, it, definitely and there's an opening yeah. scene. There's this opening credits that looks like an overblown TikTok. That's what it looks like. And what they did was that it's a dance number that James Grunn choreographed. And all I can say is bravo to them. When you watch Peacemaker, it's dirty as all get out. So it might not be something you want to watch with your family, but oh my God, it's funny. Outstanding. Uh, last bonus recommendation for yep. me would be um, uh, first go to the Hitman's Bodyguard, which is older, but a movie you should see because okay. it's Ryan Reynolds doing funny stuff. And then the Hitman's Wife's Bodyguard, which is the, most, the latest installation of that movie series, the sequel. Um, also, just mindless Ryan Reynolds. When you started, when you said funnier than Deadpool, I'm like, you know what's funnier than Deadpool or as funny as Deadpool? Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, it's this is just it's just it's just mindless bang him up, shoot him up, just mindless bang him up, shoot him up. So something you can something you can do. Yeah, Seth. So now we know we've some 4K stuff to watch, some 2K stuff to watch, and some sets to watch it on. 
That's right. And, and, and of course, we have uh, a way to get it. And, 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 and you're not going to be short to that. Don't watch any of that stuff. Don't watch the Star Wars stuff on a phone. It, it's, it's too good on a big screen. It's, it's much better. The, 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 the shots. The yeah, if it's the 21st century, you can watch anything, anywhere, at any anywhere. device. Come on, come on, come on. All right. So, that's, that's Shelley Palmer. I'm Seth Everett. Thanks for listening. Tell us what your recommendations. What are you watching? Let us know on social media. We'll see you next week.